Hello everyone and welcome again to Wednesday night. No, it's not Wednesday night live. <laughs> it's not even message of the week. No, it's, it's Saints Radio. Your local weather broadcast source. Um, we're happy to be able to spend these crucial moments with you on the last Saints Radio of the month of February. Can you imagine that? It's the last day of it. No, the second to last day. No. Yeah, today's the last, the last day. day. Yeah. It's a short month. Yeah. It's not even one of those leap years. Hey, you know, last week we were talking about the weather, and I was telling you that that when I was in Santa Barbara, it was really cold. Well, on Sunday, Noah sent me a video. It was snowing. <laughs> Just, I guess California's getting a lot of snow. But I, I mean, I was just, I was shocked, because I just never, never seen snow there. Wow! Look at this. They have, uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> they have special snow suits for uh, surfing. <laughs> they have wetsuits. That probably keeps them warm. But um, this, because I, I, when I when I inquired, because I was, it was just so bizarre. You know, he's in between. It's kind of like they're in a valley, so they're in between the ocean and the mountains. His school was in the mountain, but he was seven minutes from the water, so it's just like this valley. I'm sure you've been there. But this was up in the up in the mountain where all the mudslides happen. So it's very active, his <laughs> And I was just, I, I was pretty, I was pretty surprised. But see, I wasn't fooling. Well, thankfully we don't have any snow here because that would have been a total stoppage of all things that we know. We've had snow in March. Yeah. We have. Yeah. Seminar week, we had snow one year. Who knows in Texas? You just, it can be 85 degrees and the next day it can be below freezing. That's true. And that, that's... Uh, one of the zests of life to be living in Texas. But we're really happy uh, you're with us, no matter what the climactic scenario may be where you are. And um, we're looking forward to entering the month of March tomorrow. We have first Saturday, this coming Saturday. We have a seminar coming up in a couple of weeks and uh, things, they are a moving. When did it become seminar instead of the seminar? I don't know. It's like the Facebook and Facebook. I don't know. Well, it's kind of like the Father and Father or Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit. And it's funny because people, people either say one or the other. Like if they're speaking and they, they say, well, Holy Spirit came. Or, I mean, the Holy Spirit's always here, but you know what I'm saying. Or, I can't wait till seminar. Or, you say, I can't wait till the seminar. Yeah, that is an interesting linguistic perplexity. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Which do you say is my question. <laughs> and what is the difference? I guess when you're speaking of the Lord and you're just referencing, you know, in, in your dialogue... Father spoke to me, or well, see, Holy Spirit spoke to, as opposed to the Father. See that again. I, I'm not saying what's right or wrong. We we know people in our circle that say it both ways. Oh yeah. I I normally still say the Father. You know, Father said. But now you say seminar. But seminar is different. Yeah, but you haven't always said that. I'm just saying that I've noticed really? that you've changed. Uh huh. So seminar is. Uh-huh. It's kind of like, uh... <laughs> See, I'll pay attention. <laughs> a fat stock show. At, uh... Of course, no, we say the state fair. We don't say... Well, we do say state fair. I don't say I'm going to state fair. I say I'm going to the state well, fair. Yeah, I do, too. But then, too, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in this group of women, of prophetic women, and there's a lot of 
commentary and dialogue that goes on there. And I've noticed with them is they, they'll say, well, Holy Spirit spoke to me and, and, and said this, or Holy Spirit gave me this vision. And I've always said the Holy Spirit. And so it's just something I've been noticing. Like, is there a difference in my reference? Am I, you know what I mean? Because I guess if you're just referencing um, Father, I don't know. Maybe it's a little more personal or a little, I don't know. It just, it sounds different. It's, it, it, it creates a different atmosphere. <laughs> and I'm probably reading way too much into this, but I'm kind of a linguist, so. Well, it's like when we're up in West Virginia and we're talking to Pam Scott, she always says father. Father says this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it, to me, it's like, wow. I mean, it's like if I was referencing my dad and I was talking to my sibling, I would say, hey, dad told me this and we That's need to do true. that. That's true. So it really is, is more of a personal, I think, expression. It's just something I've been noticing. Mm. So, but when you said seminar... But I guess seminar is, if it's a feast, I mean, did they say feast? Or did they say, we've got to go to the feast? We've got to go to feast. <laughs> it's two, that's saying two different things. Anyway, yeah, we better know. get on to something a little well, bit more meaningful. <laughs> all of our chit-chat uh, naysayers have already gravitated off. Uh, we'll have to ask Tammy Stewart what is the most appropriate. That's true. Yes. From yes a, that's true. From a grammatical standpoint, but also I guess it's a it's a personal Maybe we should have a choice. choice. Get, get a five-fold perspective on that. Yeah. I'm sure the Lord's in that somewhere. <laughs> in my thoughts. Yeah. Or maybe not. <laughs> wow. So. Back to seminar. No, no, seminar, no. So. I'm not saying. I, I, listen, I think. It's standing alone is, I think that's excellent. Well, see, now, aren't you glad that we are not speaking French? We'd have to be doing the, the feminine, masculine or the feminine, la or la. Is I seminar masculine or feminine? That, that I don't know. We'll have to consult uh, is Sylvia feast? about this. Sem- is, is that? Of course, we could just bring up dance and, and, and have a real go around with it. Oh, okay. Um, so at least we don't have to say that. You know, because we would have to really split hairs with masculine and feminine. If we eliminate that, then I'm sure it has to be the seminar. Or can it just be dance? Or can it be la dance? La dance? Which is it? See? It's saying two different things, though. Does it? Because if you say dance, and uh, there's a backstory here. <laughs> And, and that is, there was a book that was written on dance. Yes. It was a scriptural study on what dance means in scripture many years ago. And when that book was translated into French, it became a huge controversy as to whether or not it was going to be called dance or the dance or la dance. And it became somewhat of an argument in the in the process of translation mm-hmm. so that's what he's referring to but if you say dance that could mean a noun or a verb if you say the dance that's a verb i mean that's a noun uh-huh. so it's it's what are you saying say i guess it's not the same with seminar the seminar or seminar well it could be because i'm going to sim no Let's talk about something a little Whatever more. Whatever you want to call it. Let's <laughs> it's coming up in two weeks. Yes. Yes. Two weeks. Man. That's that's quick. That that is quick. So we hope you've uh, made your plans. If you're if you felt that the Lord is saying be here in person. Whether you're going to be here in person or not, it is now possible for you to register online. So please do it. Please do it. Yeah, and I'm going to, since you guys are traveling here, some of you are driving, but most of you, I think, were flying. And I just want to speak into that for a minute because 
The last few times that I have traveled by aeroplane, it has been, it has not been as easy as it has been in the past. Now, I know that with, there's been a lot of changes with the airlines, with the lockdown, with, um, they've, I think, uh, haven't they minimized their number of flights? I mean, there's not as many flights as there was before. Well, they've, they've got, airlines really did a dumb thing when they, they were getting all that bailout money from the government. And so instead of keeping their, their full staff, they gave a lot of abilities for people to step away and including very lucrative offers to their pilots. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know this firsthand that the packages that were available to everybody else were okay, mm-hmm. but to the pilots, it was almost like dumb for them not to accept stepping away. And um, and so now with things have picked up, they don't they don't have pilots. Staff, yeah, and that's what happened to me last weekend. Was got to the airport to come home, and there was nobody to fly the plane, and so. You know, they were saying it was a um, staff issue or whatever. Then they started saying it was a airplane mechanical issue. The plane was just sitting there for hours while I sat at the gate. And and, and that's not the only time that, that just going out of Dallas has been so different the last couple of times I've flown, I mean, the lines to security are like 30 minutes long. So I say all that to say, not to trouble you, but to say, first of all, be prepared, get there early. And I just speak, you know, people say traveling mercies, and I know that's keep them safe, Lord have mercy on them, whatever that means. But I just, I just want to speak into all of our saints that are traveling, that they would have just flawless, fluid, um, experience in their travels and that you wouldn't get frustrated because I will say after years and years of traveling, not just nationally, but internationally, I do understand so much better why the apostle Paul said that the apostolic begins with patience (laughs) because when you're traveling on an apostolic mission and you're going from country to country to country and you're delayed your baggage doesn't make it. You know, there's a lot of things that can happen in the midst of that. And we've really, it's really worked our patience on more than one occasion. And yet I always remember those passages and I always, you know, really try to just rest in that and say, you know what? I'm thankful that I can get on an aircraft and get from one country to another or from one state to another in a matter of hours. So I'm very thankful for that. But it can be very challenging. <laughs> So I just speak, um, just travel anointing, (laughs) safety, and just, I can't say no lines, but I can say just don't be late because there's been a couple times when, you know, you you used to, it used to be, okay, get there an hour ahead of time. Now it's more like two hours because the security lines are, and if you haven't applied for global entry or whatever TSA, pre- TSA pre-check, I highly recommend that, even though I hesitate saying that because now it seems like 75% of the population is now TSA pre-check, yeah. and so the TSA pre-check lines are longer than the other lines. But all that to say, just take a deep breath, make sure you give yourself plenty of time, and um, I know the Lord's going to just escort every one of you into... Dallas and into seminar in a very graceful way. Hmm. Hmm. That's a good word. That's hmm. a good prophetic hmm. counsel there. Yeah. Um, we are having quite a, a, a really fun time in the Lord these past few weeks with different Assignments and intercession each week mm-hmm. here, 
And um, this week is a, a very important one, as is next week. Amen. So, um, and tomorrow night we have a prayer time here, which is going to be very different. Yes, very prophetic. Prophetic intercession where we're going to really probe into the realm and glean enemy strategy. Um, also recognizing that the enemy is not creative and is not inventive, but pretty much steals and what the Lord is doing. So um, we're going to be tapping both ends as far as what God is doing and what the enemy is is also doing to try to steal and um, hinder our moving forward. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, and we would certainly invite any of you who would like to pray tomorrow to simply join with us. We're not sending out prayer directives or anything like that. We just gave it. Well, we're not... <laughs> typing out a sheet and sending it. You know. Well, here's something, too, is so much of what we're doing tomorrow night really is, is based on the scripture about um, the door being open to us and there are many adversaries. And we, of course, acknowledge that that is true. We have experienced that over and over throughout the years. But it's so much based on just this place of, of histemi. And so for you all, where you are, you know, you're going to come here and experience what the Lord is doing here. And that's wonderful. That's a launching point for you to go back to your point of a STEMA and apply it. And so it would be good for you where you are to tap into that STEMA point where you are and, and, and really pray with us to establish that and to really gird up um, in the spirit against the wells of the enemy because he is certainly out to kill, steal, and destroy and he is not going to have his way. That is true. Um. When I look at that little picture over there on the screen of you, mm -hmm. it looks like you're like sitting in heaven. <laughs> Because it's like this cloud, it looks kind of clouded, and there's like these all these blue hues and tones. And I'm sh I don't know if there's a microphone in heaven, but this be my heavenly seat. That's that, yeah, you're seated in your heavenly seat. I wish you guys could see it. I'll take a picture of it and put it on the Facebook yeah, page. That'd be, great. That'd be a great <laughs> to oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's all right. Um, you know, we 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 talk about uh the withstanding and the opposition and how that's a, a derivation of, of histeme. And we often talk about it, and rightfully so, <clears throat> as if the enemy is not wanting you to function in a histeme or not wanting you to utilize the spiritual deposits that God put here from the foundation of the world. Or the enemy trying to utilize them for himself and not wanting you to, to uh, bind and cast out. But the one factor that we don't, I think, think of as much, and we should, is how that the cross paid for, as a stake of ownership, that is STEMI. That's, that's part of the Greek terminology that describes the cross and to what degree do we recognize the enemy is trying to hinder the cross is it that trying to con convince people not to obey the placement of the cross which is where you're supposed to be, or to not recognize the power of the cross in 
not uh, in Nahisteme, or is it a combination of both? I think it probably is, and we don't. I, I can just say this for me. You know, when we first started talking about histemes and anahistemes, you know, we we at that point really had not came upon the realization of the cross being the stake of ownership there. And but you would have to think that that when we talk about the enemy withstanding and adversaries that um, especially when we talk about this histemi and how the enemy is always trying to uh, source it mm. or to do wacky kinds of activation, demonic prophetic activations against it. Mm -hmm. um, what, is the, what is the role of the cross in dealing with with those things and what is the agenda of the enemy toward the most powerful factor in all of that, the cross. Um, maybe that's, it seems like it is probably a very simple answer, but how do we apply that um, during our deliberations? I, I think that that the first thing that comes to to my mind is we you know we have understanding thank god by the the spirit of the lord what it means to establish the cross here and the power and the authority that comes through that that was such a revelation for us and not only going into the nations but here and we have established the cross here in this histeme period it has been established and we function from that place of ownership and authority and i think just knowing that is hugely significant in our warfare because just praying in the authority of that to me is vital because you know sometimes I think sometimes we waver because we don't we don't know who we are and what we have in him. And or maybe we allow ourselves to be weak in the midst of the battle or just not rise up and and function in our identity and just who he is in us through us cuz he I mean his spirit is in us. His spirit is praying through us. So when we come together on behalf of a point of warfare or um, just counteracting what the enemy is trying to bring against us, I want to do that with the authority that he's given me to do that by the spirit that's within me that's his spirit and not in my own way. Um, but, I mean, that takes, I guess, the acknowledgement the, it takes the revelation of it, the understanding of it, the knowledge of it, the application of it. So I know that's a very simple response to what you said. I'm sure that there's something way more complex in the way that we actually apply it. But to me, just in the simplest way, just knowing the authority that he's given us as we've been obedient to establish the cross here. And the enemy knows that. So... At least we hope he does. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you kind of, you kind of have to go back to what the enemy intends, what his attempt is in in any dealings with believers, and his chief weapon is to get us to either abandon our post or not understand what the factors really are, or fear. Yeah apprehension of what it would cost um, lots of those things and they all are subjective uh, realities and so in other words they are they are attempts to get us to step away from what God has given and so for instance if we're talking about this great door or we're talking about this esteme or we're talking about 
where God has placed us, what what weapons and resources he's given. You know, if you think about the cross, not only the payment of it, but the fact that if you're going to be a disciple, you are taking up the cross at the behest of the Father, and you're going where he sends you. Mm -hmm. So you individually have a responsibility in this place. It could it be that each person assigned, particularly to this terio, has a, a distinct role with the cross that God has asked them to bear? And if, if people aren't uh, utilizing it, is the, is the whole of the, the place lacking like a recipe, this is a bad thing, or formula lacking a certain component? I don't know. It, it's, it's very interesting. That I, w I would think that part of the adversarial assignment against us is to get people to either do things they're not supposed to do or not do what they are supposed to do or to just do nothing. It's, it's interesting. Do you think of some of the wacky things that have happened here recently? In uh, I, I try to figure out, I don't want to focus on the enemy, which sounds like we are. But then, of course, anybody who says we are, you, you have to remind them of the myriad number of verses where it says we can't be ignorant of that. Um, and I know people go overboard in spiritual warfare. But if that's just as bad or worse, then it's, it's arguable to know what's worse. People who say there is no such thing, Christ did it all, or people that go haywire with it. I think both can be enemy-driven. But... Um, I, I do believe that God is giving us clarity. And maybe maybe that goes back to what we spoke about on Sunday, that the beginning point of any spiritual um, dynamic of gleaning the strategies of the enemy is to begin looking, being introspective, to say, where am I hardened? Where, where am I not being strong or being vulnerable by my own volition? Um, I, I think that's interesting. But then that would go to what you do or don't do with the cross. Um, living sacrifice, as it were. Well, I've really taken us out into the ether here, haven't I? I mean, it's just... I don't, I don't think people are shouting in the aisles right now. <laughs> <sighs> well, speaking of, and I, for those of you that did not hear on Sunday, I know that the message is available, but the the interim time between worship and the message is not recorded, so um, I, that was just brought to my attention because somebody missed the prayer directive and they were asking me and like, well, just go back and listen. And that, well, it's not they don't they don't save that. But point is, is that these few days since Sunday, we have been really in a place of examining ourselves to just really ask the Lord places within us that are weak or vulnerable to the enemy, just in preparation for what's coming. And so if you didn't hear that, I would highly encourage all of us to really be in that place before the Lord and ask him to search you and try you and find, you know, see if there's any dare I say, wicked way. It's interesting that that word is not raw, raw. So that was kind of a relief. <laughs> it 
even though I know that we all have that. But um, point is, is that that's we certainly encourage every everyone to to be in that place before the Lord before we launch into intercession tomorrow night, um, specifically about these things we've been talking about. It's, it's been uh, very interesting. You know, we've been spending a lot of time speaking about the factors of the human spirit from the scripture. And, um, you know, it's, it's just... As I look at these scriptures, I wonder how in the world... God's been able to do anything in me <laughs> because um, I see all these factors that are clearly indicated in the scripture regarding not only the spirit that's in me but in, in every one of us and um, not having focused on it um, from a from an understanding uh, of meaning so many of the scriptural warnings have either been conflated with other warnings or not not applied properly um, you know like we, we talked many years ago and this is still a good message because it, it preaches well it's like a parable voice thunders lightnings earthquakes you, you can, if, if you've got any kind of a, of a group of people that is willing to seek God, it's, I say it's like a parable because everybody can understand it. Everybody has weather. And, um, but, but we talk about contrite in the secret place of thunder. And, um, but the, but the role of that in the spirit, in our spirit, and what factors come against that. It's just not, well, you got to be as dust. You know, we were created to be as dust. You know, we preach this, we've written about it. And it's true. And only that can be caught up in the winds of the spirit to this place in the heavens. That's great. I'd rather fall on the rock than have the rock fall on me. Yeah, that's great. But to understand that there are factors that the scripture speaks about that come against that contrite place in spirit. And we can say we are being contrite and sincerely mean it while we are harboring other factors that the scripture warns us about that keeps us from being contrite. And um, so I, I'm grateful for uh, this emphasis that the Lord, and maybe it, it's because of his presence. You know, there, there's a combination between, you see, here's another thing. You know, we talk about how when we pray and when we pray in tongues, our spirit prays. Well, how much better would our intercession be if we remove the areas that are biblically de biblically described that limit or hinder our spirit? It's kind of like I could fight you with one hand tied behind my back. Well, that's crazy. I mean, why would you say, well, yeah, we see that when we pray in tongues, our spirit prays, which is an amazing thing and through that then we gain insight and understanding if if we remove the shackles from our spirit that are clearly mentioned in multiple places many different factors how much more effective would our diversities of tongues be and how much more free and flowing would our understanding of phronesis be in our mind of spiritual things and Numa Tekas being an expert in spiritual things, spiritual things. 
what is that really saying? Is that just reflecting on the things of the Spirit that we see around us? Or is that really talking about the place of your expertise in your spirit is strong and mature? Probably both. And what is discerning of spirits? You know, we say, well, there's the spirit of God, there's the demonic spirit, and then there's the human spirit. Sound like old Descartes guy. And we, we say that. That's just standard play in doctrinal positions. Um, but would discerning that gift of grace, of discerning of spirits, be, um, be applied to being able to look at a scenario in somebody's life or in a spiritual uh, setting where there are lots of hindrances to the spirit within and to be able to discern that in Croesus and prophetically touch it like when the Apostle Paul says when somebody's a stranger comes in you which are spiritual you speak words to them you prophesy and the secrets of their heart are open I don't know there's just a lot of factors where we we take these words and we just have said well it's just talking about Holy Spirit love well, Holy Spirit and that I'm sure that that can be confusing because you know all this time we've we've talked about you know when you pray in divers tongues you're not praying your own your own agenda your own thoughts you're not praying what you want to have happen you're praying you're you're in partnership with the spirit of god praying his mysteries praying what he he intends to accomplish through you through your intercession so i'm sure that that's that can be a little bit confusing you understand what i'm saying Mm -hmm. then when you start factoring in okay where's the corruption in my spirit that's keeping me from hitting the mark or being as effective as I can be. So. Yeah. We're not trying to weigh anybody down. This is, this is fine-tuning. Uh, and, you know, invention does that. Creativity does that. You know, you think about that phone you've got there, this Apple phone. Think about when we all first started using cell phones when you start start first had those flip phones or you had a blackberry i had a blackberry aren't you glad that that technology was refined so now that we can now on these phones you can watch videos of live streams um, around the world or i can go on to you know the Wi-Fi and be real-time in discussion or a video with our brothers and sisters around the world. That's an amazing thing, but that came through development and fine-tuning. Now, the enemy's trying to use that, but is, is this part of the perfecting of our faith? It has to be. So, we just keep on functioning, but if the Lord is showing insight into the Word and He's focusing on our spirit, the spirit within, it's for the purpose of making us more effective. Well, yeah, and the enemy tries to use that too. I mean, that's what you started off talking about, about how... Yeah, yeah I mean, the enemy, that's why we're... That first point on your teaching sheet on Sunday, that's why we are before the Lord these days asking the Lord to refine those places in us that are susceptible because it's, there's, I want to say there's promotion, but I'm hesitant, but there is promotion. (laughs) I mean, there's, there's, there's promotion that leads to breakthrough. There's, the Lord is continuously wanting us to lift us up in grace and our intercession and everything that we do. So that we are more effective, more efficient, more uh, whatever. 
in our function. So I, it makes sense. I'm just, I was just no, I bringing a, maybe a point of confusion for people when they, they maybe they haven't heard these messages on the, 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 the human spirit or the spirit within us. When we've always said, oh, if I just pray in the spirit, if I just pray in diverse tongues, then my language, everything is, is 100% pure. Um, yeah, here's another factor. I was thinking about diversities of tongues and, and the, the different studies that we've done on that. And how's genos labia? And we talk about genetic and beginnings and creativity. But it also speaks about our identity. I, that's one of my favorite passages where he says, We're the genus of God. Mm -hmm. It's literally one of my favorite. When you taught on that, it was just like, that hit me like, that hit me in my place of identity, like as much or more than anything. <laughs> yeah. And so for each of us, there's a, there's a shared, uh, there's, there's a shared devotion toward fulfilling what we all are supposed to be doing or what we're doing before the throne in, in the genus of the Lord, but each of us has a, a, a different genetic makeup in the natural. And, um, but if, you know, like they, they do these things now, and there'll probably be more and more where they can do blood work and they're, I'm not advocating this, but you know, they'll say, okay, we've scanned the DNA and we want to find a way to be able to go into uh, the DNA structure before you have a kid so that you can remove the potential of MS or you can remove the potential of um, whatever, breast cancer, um, so that you're not predisposed to that possibly happening. Now, I'm not advocating for that. But what I'm saying is that medical science is saying that it's possible. And, uh, but I'm wondering if, if part of what God is wanting to perfect in our spirits is to remove any obstacles that would keep us from functioning in what we, the divine blueprint within us, that he wants to accomplish through you, through me. And if uh, part of this focus on having our spirits cleansed to make us individually more effective in our intercession and in what we're called to be and to do, I, I don't know. I mean, I. I just, I see these passages where, like you mentioned the first one where you had Sion and um, the, the king of basically the Amorites and his spirit became hardened and his heart became obstinate. Well, what did God really want from him? See, he had an opportunity to really gain great wealth through the offer that Moses was bringing before him. And Israel would have been passing through, just passing through. They would not have been adversarial. They would have just been passing through. And somehow within him, in his spirit, in combination with his heart, he rose up and rejected the blessing that God was offering. You know, you think about that other passage with Elijah and Elisha. You know, if Elijah's, if these are the days of Elijah, well, those areas that were, that he spoke about to Elisha that would be a hard thing, it's arguable that Elijah didn't pass that test, which is why he said, take me. I'm not faulting him, but if these truly are the days of Elijah, if Elijah is turning the hearts of the fathers 
should we not be before the Lord saying, if it was a hard thing, in Elijah's words, do we want to succeed where he didn't? Huh. I didn't bring my phone up here. Do you have your Bible program? Um, look up that verse. Is anything too hard for God? Uh, but you know, again, I'm not. I'm not trying to make this too uh, scholastic. As some some people who didn't do really well in school, probably because they didn't pay attention, they didn't learn good study habits. They kind of shut it off and they said well bless God it's by the spirit which is kind of a it's kind of a weak argument I don't need to learn that um, and there was an argument when when I was growing up that if you went to seminary you could just say you're done for you could call it cemetery and I know that's true and the reason it's true is because you've got a lot of professors that don't really believe the Word of God and they teach students in that way. And, um, but there's no, there's no way you can say that higher learning is an obstacle to the things of the Spirit. You're talking about in Isaiah? Is anything too hard for God? This is in Jeremiah. Well, whatever it is. What's the word? Then for came Lord? the word of the Lord. And, oh, the word. Pala. Okay. So that's not the same. That's our, that's our friend. Um, that's our friend Pala, which is also Pili or Pili Pili. Um, you know, the Apostle Paul had to have that skill set to where you could say things in the meat of the word to where you're not idiotic with it, to where it could just be sliced through. Like Martha Joe's famous uh, statement about the guy that was trying to define supplication. Well, it's supple. <laughs> it's and we laugh about that. It is funny. But you say something like that, and you just display your idiocy for all to see. And, and, and you know, I'm not not doubting the guy's sincerity. But, you know, the point, though, is, is that knowing the deeper things of the Word and knowing the tools does not necessarily mean that you're, you're going to not believe God. And I, we've warned people, you have to be careful with commentaries and with... Um, with some takes in lexicons because when people get off of of the of the real straight and narrow and start giving their opinions then you're in trouble and I would say that for people who hang on every word that comes out of every prophetic corner I mean we believe we, we believe in the, in the ministry of prophets but some of the things I've heard people say, and you've heard people say, are just not scriptural. And, it, it, and people believe them because they trust them, and down the trail they go. So it's, it's, it's essential for us to remember that the Word of God never passes away. Mm -hmm. And not one jot or tittle. And we have to... We have to keep looking to the Word because that's our source. It's alive. But right now, the Lord is really emphasizing the, the many scriptures where he is developing our spirit, which is his spirit, which he put in us, which gives us life, and really does uh, indicate why he put us on this earth. It's the div divinely created genetic quote-unquote code for how God intends to use us 
So we want to remove all the biblically uh, directed obstacles that would keep us from functioning to the best of our ability in serving the Lord. So, and, and the weird thing about it is, is that there's just so many of these. There's just so many of them. And I mean, in, in my upbringing, we just kind of gloss over them. We just kind of just pass right by them. They have no meaning, basically, in most churches. But it, it really is God's plain code for how we were created and how we're supposed to function before Him. It's really weird. It's, it's, it's a weird thing to, to, to come to that realization. Even the most simple thing about you should love the Lord with all your heart, soul, spirit, mind, body, energies. You know, there's that, there's that accumulation of those scriptures that speak about that and these different factors in people. That's just the cover of the book. But even with the cover, people think it's all the same thing, or they assign their own, their own definitions to those terms, which is dangerous. So it's like, it really is like a Monty Python scene. Don't let him leave this room. All right? He won't leave unless I'm with him. No, no. And heart, soul, mind, body, energy. What does that mean? Well, it's clear. But, hmm. God is spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Mm. What's that mean? Well, I'm in the spirit, bless God. As opposed to that church down the road that has no spirit whatsoever. They don't even believe in the spirit. Well, are you believing what it really means to worship, to be on your face in proscuneo in spirit? <laughs> I don't know. These are just all factors. Somehow or another, two weeks from now, when we teach on some of these things, it'll be a whole lot clearer. But here's the kicker. I'm, I'm almost to the point now where I'm, I'm getting things as I study that I think, all right, Father, I'm going to apply this for myself, but is this to be taught right now, or are you giving me this to wait? And then I think, to wait to deliver during the seminar. And then I think, the way this is coming, there's going to be new things that are going to be coming that week. And it's you talk about being, open your mouth and I'll fill it. I think that's really where we are. It's just like the floodgates of this are, are open and God's really trying to do a big work in a quick way and that's exciting. Wouldn't it be just great if we could just lay hands on people and boom. I'm thinking we lay hands on people and it's just like what hands do. It's a beginning. It's the release of the tetheme. It's the release of the uh, the ordaining, um, but from there you got to grow. You gotta and you oughta. Well, you have a little less than six minutes to. Bring it on home. Oh, right. To clarify it all. <laughs> You're so gracious to me. <laughs> How's your chance? Well, I think that is a good word, though, that you proclaimed earlier that, you know, we're going to be praying for all of you as you travel, but uh, if you cannot travel for a while, don't expect 
business as usual. Some people, you know this, now you know, I'll try to get to the airport way too early. It's a good thing now. And some people just go, well, I, my flight takes off in 30 minutes. You know, I can be there in about 15. And that's, that's ludicrous to say that, but you know what I mean. No, I think now it's more like two hours before for a local and I think international it's more like three hours but I guess everybody can check their own schedule and I mean all the things that that have been said today this is I mean this truly is just like spiritual discussion there's there's no premeditated planning for this show <laughs> really <laughs> I'm sure nobody noticed. <laughs> it's it's so funny because when we first began this this radio broadcast, um, I, I know you had a vision for this, and I had a vision for you for this because I knew it was in your heart to do this, and and it it's kind of morphed into this what it is, which I hope is a blessing. But you know, the first month or two. I think we would we would have discussion beforehand and and then we just realize that the Lord just wants to spontaneously speak just have dialogue and and compare spiritual things and and we do pray before we come up here we have prayer time we seek the Lord we bask in his presence we we bring him up here he's here I've seen his angels in here I mean I've seen him numerous times in this booth and of course we're overlooking the sanctuary and I see all kinds of flashes of light and all kinds of things that I see throughout this hour but the point is is that we appreciate the listeners that have been so faithful just to allow us just to have discussion and so many of the things that you said today are just like nuggets of of truth that may need further explanation for many, but nonetheless, those those nuggets of truth have been imparted into your spirit, and just let them be cultivated, and know that when you come to seminar in a couple of weeks, as you sit in the presence, and you sit under just that spirit of teaching, just know that these things are seeds that are just waiting to bloom and break through into greater measures of understanding. And, and we believe that for the whole gathering that, I mean, that we, geez, we, we bank on that every seminar that yes, the worship is important and yes, the intercession is important, but it is a teaching venue in so many ways. It's a teaching commissioning and truth for the sons and so um, none of that is taken lightly it's very weighty and the gravity of it is um, it's of the Lord so thank you pastor for carrying that and for all of our intercessors that carry it in intercession just continuing to pray faithfully for the mysteries to be revealed because that's what's happening it's not one man doing all this, even though I'd love to give you all the credit. It is just an atmosphere of intercession and partnership and right. the revelation of these mysteries. And you're just faithful to be before the Lord to receive from an apostolic place just our word of commission. So, well, That's anyway. why we call it a seminar as opposed to camp meeting or, mm -hmm. um, you know, because it's supposed to be the release of meat. And you know, the other the other thing is with this broadcast, one of the things that we wanted was for those that are maybe alone or set into a place where it's just them or them and their spouse and they're I don't want to say isolated because that is kind of a pejorative term. Um, they're they're one. They don't have other people around them. And we wanted to have this broadcast where we could just sit down at the table and just talk, even though 
they don't have the ability to talk to us right now, but it's it's more of a discussion where we welcome saints to the table to yeah. just listen, which is which is nice. Yeah, totally. We're grateful for those of you who are part of that on a regular basis. So we're past time. Goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good good day. And appreciate you joining us today. <laughs>